Hello. So I hope that your guys' week is going well. Um, today we're going to be in the third letter of John, and we're going to actually go through all of it because it's only 13, um, or no, 15 verses. And, um, and that way we'll be done with all three letters of John. Yay! Um, I don't have a title for this study, so you guys can title it whatever you want. Um, so let's go ahead and read the third letter of John. It says, the elder to the, be to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. For I was very glad when brethren came and testified of your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than, than this to hear that my children, um, to hear of my children walking in the truth. Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren, and especially when they are strangers, and they have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God, for they went out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support such men so that we may be fellow workers with the truth. I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be the to be first among them, does not accept what we say. For this reason, if I come, I will call attention to his deeds, which he does, unjustly accusing us with wicked words, and not satisfied with this, he himself does not receive the brethren either. And he forbids those who desire to do so, and puts them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of God, and the one who does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself, and we add our testimony, and you know that our testimony is true. I had many things to write to you, but I am not willing to write them to you with pen and ink, but I hope to see you shortly, and we will speak face to face. Peace be to you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends by name. Alrighty, so let's go back to um, the first verse. Sorry, let's go back to the first verse. So it says, the elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I, whom I love in truth. So like um, Second John, John begins this letter by referring himself um, as an elder. And he's just simply affirming his pastoral role in the church. But unlike First and Second John, this letter has um, the recipient's name for whom it was written. So uh, this letter was written to a person named Gaius. Gaius, I'm I'm probably not going to say that right. Um, of whom John said that he loved in truth. And there's actually a few men in the New Testament with this name, and two of them were um, two of them were traveling companions of Paul. At some point, there was Gaius of Macedonia during his third missionary journey and he's um found in acts chapter 19 and then there's gaius of derb or derby um i don't know how to say that who was also part of paul's third missionary journey and he's found in the next chapter in, um, in acts in acts 20 and he joined them um while they were going through greeks and then there's this Gaius here that John is speaking of. So it could be either one of those two that were traveling with Paul, or it could be like someone completely different. 
Um, and he could have been someone that John um, had appointed as some form of leader in the congregation that he was a part of. Um, and then in second, and then in the second verse, John um, tells him, calls him beloved, and he says, "I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers." And continuing with that same. Um, the same topic or the same theme of love, reminding us of the importance of God's love among the brethren, which is a topic that um, we saw in the first two letters that John is like really passionate about sharing. And then in um, verses three and four, it says, for I was very glad when brethren came and testified of your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear of my children walking in the truth. So it would seem that um, a few, um, that there were a few men who went to John who were, um, who had gone to visit or were a part of this church that Gaius was a part of. And they told John of how he was walking in truth and of how he had treated them while they were there. And of this, John says that he has no greater joy than to hear that those whom he calls his children are walking in truth. So there's a possibility that John must have like discipled him or taught him at some point. And now he gets to like, he gets to listen from others of how this person whom he loves and he invested time in um, and shared the truth with, like how he's walking in truth. And I think that that is one of the, one of the best rewards um, that comes in sharing the word of God. Um, because you don't always get to see for yourself the fruit when you're like, when you're teaching or sharing about Christ consistently to the same people. But when you get to hear from others of their growth and like of how they're, <coughs> of how they're rooted in Christ and how they love the Lord and they love people, I think that that's probably one of the best rewards that we can receive when, um, as we try to like live faithfully and obediently to the calling we have been given to make disciples. Um, because a lot of time I know it could be discouraging when you're, when you're doing what, what we've been all, what we've, what we've all been called to do, but we don't see immediate results because of, you know, just the world that we live in. We want things to be seen and known really fast that, um, Sometimes we get, we allow ourselves to become easily discouraged when it's not, it's not for us to necessarily see the fruit of people. It's, um, it's for the glory of God. And so we don't know when that, when, when each branch, um, is going to bear its fruit. So I think, but I do think that is one of the most rewarding things to get to hear of. Um, and then verses five to eight, it says, <coughs> Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren, and especially when they are strangers, and they have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. For they went out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support such men so that we may be fellow workers with the truth. So whatever it was that um, that Gaius um, walk in the truth looked like, um, he was acting faithfully in it. <coughs> um, and it showed, particularly when it came to showing hospitality to brethren who were considered strangers um, or who were probably who were just passing by. 
And these testified of the love that he showed them before the church where John was when they went to go see him. And it seemed that these brethren were missionaries of some form because they were like passing through. So maybe they were going from like church to church or town to town sharing the gospel. We don't know. Um, since they were considered visiting strangers at the church that Gaius was a part from a part of and of them, John says that it would be good for them to be sent away in a manner um in a manner worthy of God. Why? Because they had gone out for the sake of the name, for the sake of the beautiful um, name of Christ. They had left. We don't know what they left, but I think it's safe to assume that they left home and whatever that looks like. They left, they left it behind in order to share the best news that there is to share with all people. And they did it without um, the support of Gentiles, which I think we might be able to assume was referring to non-believers. Something that we see Paul do in um, some of his letters that he would, he would not, um, he would not, I'm sorry, he practiced not receiving help from people that he worked with. Um, because he didn't want, and this is probably the same reason, they didn't want people, um, the people that left everything to pursue Christ and to share him with others, they didn't want to be accused of trading the message of the gospel for personal gain. Um, and so that's that could be one of the reasons why they didn't accept anything from the Gentiles. And that's something that was popular to do then and is still popular to do now by some that um, they'll share the gospel or whatever distorted view of the gospel that they want to share and they seek to make profit out of it um many people call themselves believers they go on a show and they say that they perform miracles but that miracle comes at a cost so that was something that was being done back then and it's obviously something that's still being done now um and it is of these brethren and the faith that john tells gaius that we ought to support so that we also may be fellow workers in the truth um, because not everyone not everyone is called to leave their complete lives behind them um, and go and minister to other parts of the world and other parts of the country um, some people were, were going to have the same job nine to five whatever for however long but not, that is not the case for everyone um, and, and that's okay and that's good because we've all been called as Christ's followers to play a part in the spreading of the gospel message, whatever that looks like. There are people that the Lord will call to be missionaries and there are people that he's going to call to begin like certain nonprofits or whatever, or whatever the case may be. And there will all be for the purpose of making much of Christ and making him known to those who maybe otherwise wouldn't get to hear the gospel. So for those of us that may not be called into that, but are blessed with different resources that are able to aid our brothers and sisters in the pursuit that they have been called to, then we should be willing and generous to support them primarily and most importantly with prayer. Um, and then from that, as we're able to and are led to either give or do for them or with them um, or volunteer, whatever it is that we're called to do because the spread of the gospel in John's time and in our time continues to um, to be to be the same um, to be done in the same ways it's the spreading of the gospel is done locally 
and um, by us and by sending people out and being there um, and being there to support them as their family in Christ. And the support of our brothers that are and sisters that are sent out is a very noble thing to do. And it is a very needed thing to do. And it's a beautiful thing that we get to be a part of. Um, and then jo John goes on to address someone who was being a hindrance to this. So in verses 9 and 10, it says, I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first among them, does not accept what we say. For this reason, if I come, I will call attention to his deeds, which he does, unjustly accusing us with wicked words and not satisfied with this. He himself does not receive the brethren either, either, and he forbids those who desire to do so and puts them out of the church. Um, so Diotrephes had a big head. So he was maybe a church leader or maybe he was just a church member that somehow um, made himself out to be someone that was above authority and was preventing some of the other church members from being hospitable to outside brethren. And John had sent a letter to this church, I'm assuming through these same men who had gone to tell him about the love that they had experienced from Gaius, Gaius, and now they are not being welcomed by this person who, according to this letter, loves to be first. And he was um, rejecting whatever it is that the disciples had, apostles had to say, and he didn't stop there. Um, he was putting people out of the church for wanting to be obedient to and um or receive whatever it is that john had written so i don't know i'm i don't know if there's people like this in every church but that would be a very very difficult church to be a part of if there was someone like that that he thought himself to be so up above um authority that he thought it was fine to kick people out of church um so <clears throat> And John didn't want to address his unjust actions and wicked, word, wicked words against them in written form. Instead, he wanted to address them in person if he got to go to them. Why? Because when it comes to correcting in church discipline, it will always be better for it to be done, um, to be done in person and in love to show that person that is being corrected um, that they're not being like shamed into conviction but that they are being corrected out of care for their soul. Um, and that's something important. And it's a good thing that this person was a part of a local church and was a part of a church that did want, like that did care about his soul. So, um, so that's always going to be, be done best in person because a lot of time it's people like this that are not only a stumbling block, but they're a hindrance many times for the spreading of the gospel. And it's, um, and it's pride and self-righteousness that leads people to believe that they are not only above the people that God has placed over us for the care of our souls, but these people can also, um, <coughs> sorry, these people can also cause, cause others to be prevented from living out for the Lord freely. Um, because if he was, if he was, if this is just one example of something that he was doing, like we can only imagine what else he was doing, like what other what other loss or whatever other thing he was maybe putting on the shoulders of his brothers and sisters in Christ in this church and for him to um for him to be able to put people out of the church would have meant that he had that that maybe his personality was very um 
I don't know what the word would be, not bitter, but it would be very like maybe um, overpowering. And that is a very um, unhealthy for a church. So um, yeah, so verse 11 and 12 says, beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of God. The one who does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself. And we add our testimony and you know that our testimony is true. So basically John, um, <laughs> John is saying to not listen to or do the things that um, other people are doing that are evil, particularly this person, but instead imitate those who do good. There's always going to be, and we already know this, like there's always going to be people that have the name tag of Christianity, but their heart and their character are always going to say otherwise. And it is for this reason that we're called to know Christ through the word for ourselves so that no one can manipulate us or deceive us into doing or believing what is evil in the sight of God. And ultimately, um, we're not supposed to be imitators of man we're supposed to be imitators of christ um so again and again in verse um 12 john defends not only his testimony but the testimony of the apostles to having been like entrusted to being eyewitnesses of um of the truth and then in verse 11 the last part says um the one who does evil has not seen God. That's something that we saw in the first letter of John. And that just goes to show that no one, no one who, anyone, someone who has had um, a genuine conversion or a genuine encounter or has been genuinely saved by the Lord um, will not, <laughs> will not act as someone who does not know the Lord because once we know him once we have come to saving knowledge and faith in Christ that will transform our heart that will transform our mind and that will transform our lives and so if we act in evil ways as if we had never as if we do not know the Lord or as if we do not know his character like then that means that we have not truly known him or seen him um and and our um are the way that we live and the way that we carry ourselves, the way that we speak, all of those things will, are indicators of whether we truly belong to Jesus Christ or not. Um, and then verses 13 and 15 say, I had many things to write to you, but I am not willing to write them to you with pen and ink, but I hope to see you shortly and we will speak face to face. Peace be with you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends by name. So John ends this letter with the hope of going to Gaius shortly so that he could tell them all that, um, tell them all in person, whatever it is that he had thought would be of more notable worth than if he had done it in writing. And then he tells them to greet the friends by name. So this could either imply that this church was really small and they, and they could do that, or he just wanted each person of that particular congregation to know that like he cared for them individually which after having read um, all three of these letters, I don't think it would be surprising or out of character for John to do because it's evident that he like genuinely loved the Lord and he loved his church. Um, and this, that's, that's it. That's the, this is a whole Bible study for today. Short chapter.